Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. Indeed, it is the only thing that ever has. Margaret Mead Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? Doing good, just trying to stay cool. What about you? Same, same. I'm pretty sticky still. I did all the gray water before 12, but uh, I'm telling you, the heat is on. (laughs) Summer is here, and that's what our show's about. Yes, that's what our show's about. Tomorrow is uh, the official first day of summer, although here in Texas, we started um, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Oh, yeah. So before we dive into today's topic, uh, what did you think about the podcast last week? Yeah, I thought it's really interesting and learned a lot from you about air quality index, how to find that on your phone, which I think is really good to look at it. Just like you look at the weather, also look at what you call it, the AQI, the air Mm -hmm. quality index to see how the air pollution is for that day. If you're planning on being outside or taking, you know, a walk or going to the park, especially if you have kids that have any kind of asthma or respiratory issues, just kind of paying attention to that. You know, that really wasn't on my radar, but I could tell, I mean, I could tell I haven't been feeling great. I know the heat is one of those things, which means I I know I'm dehydrated. I need to up my hydration. Like we talked about in a couple episodes ago on how to stay hydrated in the summer. It's also important to just be aware of the air quality when you're spending time outdoors. Yes, because the combination of the AQI, the heat and the humidity can literally drain the life out of us. And, you know, we didn't mention this, but, you know, New Delhi, India is kind of a barometer for uh, bad air quality. And the air that was in New York in May over the Memorial Day weekend was extremely higher. I mean, they were in the, they were almost in the maroon. And so, yes, we do have to consider uh, that and even some of those M- N95 masks could not block it because some of those particulates are so tiny, Raquel, so, so tiny. And did you know they can actually enter into our bloodstream, uh, especially infants? So if you young mamas out there, which we have a lot of young mamas that listen to us, check your AQI before you're planning on going to the water park, before you're planning on going out to the park and having a play date with your fellow mamas and their babies, make sure to check that. Okay, so what did you do for the planet last week, Raquel? I have been gearing up for Plastic Free July, which is coming up, and we will be talking and marketing and and just encouraging all the ways to be plastic free next month. So I've been trying to go through just all my containers that are plastic because sometimes there are just it's hard sometimes to not find things that are in plastic. So we've talked about if you have to buy plastic, make sure it's BPA free, which is bisphenol A free. That's the, those are those harm, harsh chemicals that can get into your bloodstream, but also just trying to rid all the plastic that I have right now. So I'm trying to go through 
there's just some things like peanut butter is one of those hard things. Like my family just likes the peanut butter that's in the plastic. I've mm-hmm. tried to get the jar of peanut butter a couple times, but you know, just trying to go shampoo that's in plastic so I can try to find some better options next month. I am going to be totally trying to be totally plastic free <laughs> next month, but even though plastic free July, we'll talk more about that later is geared more towards single use plastics, like water bottles and straws, things you're going to only use time to go containers, things like that. But even like, you know, I've been really good about just buying bars of soap and not soap in a plastic container. I've been trying, you know, me, I'll actually cut my toothpaste mm-hmm. container open and dig everything out before I get a new one. So just trying to find some ways to get rid of the plastic this month. And the next month when I am having to buy things, I can find things that are plastic free. Because there are some like toothpaste that like you've got some that are just little capsules, right? That you mm-hmm. like tablets. On, tablets. And then there's some I think that are in like cardboard containers. So you know, I'm going to look at some of those and I'll be posting some of that on Instagram for all of the listeners to look through, but been working in the garden. And, you know, this is the time of year where you really have to be saving that gray water. So this is when you come into play all the gray water talk that you do all year long. I think it's most important in the summer. If you do have Mm -hmm. a garden that you're not, you know, I mean, you can just water every single day and think about that water use. We all know our water bills go up in the summer and yours usually doesn't because you still are saving all your water. So I actually, you know, just recently put a bucket in my sink. Actually, it wasn't even a bucket. It's the water, uh, the water container to actually water my garden. And I just put that in my sink. And so when everybody washes their hands, the kids, my husband, that water goes right into the container and I can just go use my water pail to water my back porch which has all of my herbs and things like that that I definitely want to stay hydrated and I've been spending some extra time in the chicken coop getting them ready for summer because just like your plants need a little bit extra care in the summer so do your animals especially any kind of livestock and I've got some new baby chickens and they're you know about three months old so they're ready to go outside but it's still pretty hot so I just have to make sure that it's nice and cool out there for them using some extra sheer curtains on their coop I got them a cute little umbrella to stay shady so just trying to find ways to beat the heat what about you yes yes and yes so uh the gray water um we actually had uh your brother's uh son my other grandson over last night and of course he got a warm bath and some lavender epsom salts you know bar soap and i saved all his water i didn't drain it and it went out to the garden so that's quite a chore you know taking all the bathtub water out but yes that's me i am that person and so my garden is fresh and it's hydrated and it's got some of that uh you know some good soap in it and like some of those nitrates and things like that but um I have decided, I have made the decision, and we talk a lot about uh, shifting your mindset here, the Earth Girls podcast, because we want you to rethink, and we really want that, because that's where it all begins. That's where the magic happens right now. So I have made the decision after, you know, I haven't been buying you, because I remember one of your friends years ago when I was working at the spa with your girlfriends, and your friend Whitney, I had showed her this, you know, new product we got, and it was made all with essential oil, uh, a new deodorant. I said, why don't you give it a try? And she says, oh, I'm very particular and careful what I put on my pits. And I thought, oh, my gosh, this girl's a little bit too bougie for me. This is some good stuff. This is like Dermalogica. It's expensive, you know, like $35 deodorant. But 
I thought about that yesterday and I thought to myself, okay, I have turned a corner. I will no longer buy any more deodorant that's in plastic. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to buy any until I find something that really fits my criteria. So I'm going to take a page out of one of your other girlfriends and I'm going to wash my pits, you know, just wash them with soapy water. And uh, because I've just decided that I'm not sure that any product that I can buy is hasn't been greenwashed. And I'm just not completely convinced. And because, you know, menopausal women, we are prone to getting breast cancer. Um, and it's a real thing. So I thought, you know what, this is something I can do. I don't like the plastic and I haven't found something that I think is good enough for me. So I'm just going to wash my pits. So that's, I made that decision yesterday and it's one that I'm not suggesting for everybody, but you know, we always talk about you find your way to be earthy. And that's one of the things I've decided to do, you know, and of course my skincare, the majority of my skincare is in uh, glass bottles. And I reached out to the woman uh, that has the, the um, company out in East Texas, and I'm going to reorder some uh, serums from her that she hand makes. And she is a company that has, she is completely committed to being sustainable. And I'm going to start ordering my serums from her and my soaps. And she's got uh, dry shampoo, which I love, Raquel, which is in a glass jar. And it's made with lavender and rose. And it's the best smelling dry shampoo I have. So I'm just, you know, making little edits here and there and adding on and, you know, as we roll into plastic free July, I'm going to challenge myself to do even more, but yeah, you're right. It really is about single use plastic. So that's what we'll hone in on. And, but we will also challenge you to, Hey, can you, you know, switch or ditch? I mean, what can you, you know, I'm going to ditch the, I'm going to ditch the deodorant. <laughs> so, cause I haven't been able to find a switch that I like. So that's, well, there you go. And it's little steps here and there. And guess what? You can also do, I'll do charcoal masks for your armpit. They're called armpit detox masks. So that'll kind of pull out any toxins that are in your armpit. And then over time, as you kind of start to detox all the chemicals, I mean, when you when you get that really smelly smell, it's because your body's detoxing something. So, yeah. um, you know, you're probably not going to be able to stop the sweat, but it's normal to sweat. And as women, we shave our armpits and then we put deodorant into those pores and then your body absorbs them. So yeah, lots and lots of research on how terrible deodorant is for us, but there are some good non-toxic brands out there. You can just completely skip deodorant. Like you said, you're going to do for a while and just wash your armpits and do armpit masks. I feel like that has worked really well for me too. Yes, yes, Absolutely. Okay, so now on to the show, we're going to talk a little bit, Raquel, about, because, you know, we're all about education. You know, last week's topic was heavy because it was information, but it was also, some people can view uh, talking about sustainable sustainability as political, which it is not, by the way. But just in case, this is a very uh, neutral subject. We're going to talk about the first day of summer and summer solstice. So people will say, okay, why do I need to know this? And you can Google it. Uh, tomorrow is actually the first day of uh, astronomical summer because meteorological summer has already begun. I think they begin on June 1st. So in the Northern Hemisphere, the June solstice, aka summer solstice, occurs when the sun travels along its most northern path in the sky. So this marks the astronomical start of summer in the northern half of the globe. So that's us. 
you know, we're in North America. So in the Southern Hemisphere, actually, it's the opposite because June uh, marks the astronomical start of their winter. So that's when the sun is at its lowest point in the sky. So think about the other side of the world. Let's say Australia. That's a good one. Most people know Australia. Uh, they are on the other side of the world for us. So they're, this is not something they're going to be celebrating. And I don't even know if we have some listeners in Australia. I don't think so. We have 33 countries, but I don't think Australia is one. But anyways, the solstice marks the official beginning of summer here. And it occurs when the Earth arrives at the par, par, pardon me, at the point in its orbit where the North Pole is at its maximum tilt. So people think about your days back in elementary school and think about that globe added on a tilt. So it's about 23.5 degrees towards the sun. So tomorrow will actually be the longest day of our calendar year here in this part of the world, Northern America, and then also the shortest night. So by the longest day, we mean the longest period of sunlight hours. So on this day, the June solstice, the Northern Hemisphere receives sunlight at the most direct angle of the year. So FYI, listeners, if here in North America, make sure you have your sunscreen on tomorrow. So in the Northern Hemisphere, the June solstice, occurs when the sun reaches its highest you know it reaches the highest and the northernmost points in the sky so that's you know half of the globe is in summer the other half is in winter that's basically a rule of thumb so you know why is it important to talk about this well it's just interesting of course you know we like to talk about interesting things and we want to talk about mother earth so in contrast, June, the, sum, the, the June solstice in the sum, southern hemisphere is when the sun is at its lowest point. So after the solstice, the sun appears to reverse course, which I think is so interesting, and it heads back in the opposite direction. So this is referred to here as the apparent path of the sun when one views its position in the sky at the same time each day. For example, we all know noon. People have used high noon as a way to tell time, right, Raquel? Before we had our watches and our smartphones, when we look straight up, that's high noon. And then from there, you can tell as the sun continues to at its tilt, as it continues, you know, it's like, okay, now it's two, now it's three. And anybody who has a garden knows how to tell time by the sun because you're watching your plants and seeing how much, you know, harsh sunlight they're getting and yada, yada, yada. So the motion referred to here, you know, we've talked about that. It's the path and it forms kind of like a flattened figure eight. So think about that. Think about the infinity sign. It's called an analemma. And of course, the sun itself is not moving. Remember, we are the ones who are moving. So unless you consider its orbit around the Milky Way. So instead, the change in the position in the sky that we on Earth notice is caused by the tilt of the Earth's axis as it orbits the sun. And a fun fact about this, I don't know if people realize this. I heard this the other day on a podcast. You can fit a million planet Earths in the sun. Can you imagine that, Raquel? A million. <laughs> so, um, and you know, people have been marking the summer solstice in many other ways. You know, Shakespeare called it the mid, you know, midsummer's night dream. And people would have big parties. They would have these mm -hmm. lav lavish parties uh, because it was the longest day and they would stay up all night, you know, enjoy all the abundance of, of the crops and, and the beautiful sunshine. So um, 
Raquel, talk to us a little bit about the what solstice means uh, in the Latin. You know, you're good at this part. <laughs> well, the word solstice comes from the Latin word solstitium, which means, which is soul for sun, and stitium, which is still or stop. So the sun is is almost coming to a still, right? Mm -hmm. So the due to the Earth's tilted axis, the sun doesn't rise and set at the same locations on the horizon each morning and evening as it usually does. It's going to be in the most northern part. So it's pretty cool to think about just the longest day of the year and the shortest night of the year. But um, also the timing of June solstice is not based on a specific calendar, calendar date or time, kind of like the spring equinox, right? Mm -hmm. It all depends on when the sun reaches its most northern point of the celestial equator. Therefore, the solstice won't always occur on the same day. Currently, it shifts between June 20th, June 21st, and June 22nd, which tomorrow is the 21st. So that mm -hmm. is the summer solstice here this year. And it's the day with the longest period of sunlight. Notice how the sun appears highest in the sky at the solstice. The rays strike Earth at a more direct angle, which, yes, it can be really hot day. Um, but, you know, like you said, meteorologically speaking, it's not actually the first day of summer. They usually use June 1st and August 31st as kind of the when they talk about summer, just so that they can compare and contrast climate data. So mm -hmm. like you said, a lot of times people are, are celebrating in the past. They celebrate those midsummer parties. So ways to celebrate summer solstice to get outside and meditate. The start of a new season is always a good time to reflect on the past and to set, set goals for the season ahead. Get outside, go for a swim or a hike, work in your garden, but try being outside in the morning or in the evening to avoid that direct heat from the sun because it is going to be at the most northern and longest part of the day right so if you mm -hmm. can be outside in the morning tomorrow get up early meditate be in your garden in the evening or have a little midsummer party or garden party i'm actually going to be teaching a floral class tonight to celebrate summer solstice for some friends so that'll be fun that'll be fun uh, it's on my bucket list to have a lavish midsummer night dream garden party. That is something that I've always had uh, a fantasy of, of just being out in the garden, of course. Uh, and it may have to be in another state, not in Texas. <laughs> in the coast. So uh, maybe up north, up, uh, up north in Michigan, maybe that's where I'll go. But there, it is, and it's very important to begin a new season by meditating and that I'll be doing tomorrow. And, um, and like you said, spend some time in nature and read more. I mean, the farmer's almanac has so good information. I mean, that's our source for most of the stuff that we talked about today, guys, is I read an article, several articles at the farmer's almanac, and you can access that online. Very easy. Google www.farmersalmanac.com. That is a very, uh, trusted source of information about the planet and and they have really wonderful uh it, it has everything from the tides it has everything from when the moon actually rises when the when the sun rises where the planets i mean the, it has a lot of very good in-depth information so if you're into astronomy that's a very good uh easy 
uh, efficient way to collect information. And you can also buy it in paperback and, and keep that. So anyways, Raquel, um, I did have a wonderful discovery call with uh, an international best-selling children's uh, book line. And she's going to be with us uh, on the podcast in July. And we have another, we have a discovery call next week with Dr. LJ. And we're going to talk about you know, the endocrine system and endocrine disruptors. So that'll be another very interesting episode to look forward to, uh, you guys. So stay tuned. And uh, we hope that you are going to enjoy your first day of summer if you're here in this part of the world. And, you know, hit us up on um, Instagram. Raquel will have something nice uh, posted. And y'all guys, I guess, Raquel, we're just going to say, y'all guys, stay earthy. Stay earthy. Bye. Perfect. That was good. Okay. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy.